Today is July 2nd, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. I'm A.T. Werdahl, and I'm here to talk with you about the Miami Marlins. I wanted to catch you up on yesterday, get you set for tonight, and address anything that might have just slipped your attention or just made it past our focus here at Fish Stripes, which is to cover pretty much everything. So uh, let's get started. Early in the day, the Marlins first pitches were thrown at the Florida Complex League as the as the Marlins faced the Nationals. This league is largely international prospects taking the field. Uh, this is the second game of the season for that Marlins squad, and there's not a lot of coverage for the league yet, but it's uh, good to just note that Osiris Johnson, who was decently outplayed at Jupiter, is on the roster, as is Jose Salas, who's been heralded prospect he has three hits on the day yesterday including a double and overall the marlins just out hit the nationals for 10 runs getting runners against every nationals pitcher and securing their first win of the year well elsewhere in the organization the day got going um the marlins did pay Wei Yin chin his last deferred payment from his contract for 15 million uh just a great wild note on Bobby Bonilla Day, no less. But as the day got going, the Marlins were looking to the rubber game against the Phillies. Uh, Joe Panic's second game as a Marlin, the Phillies selected Brandon Kinsler's contract, while Matt Moore was scheduled to replace Zach Eiflin, who was having some cold-like symptoms. A lot of players have been lately, Sandy uh, Rojas, to name a couple. Um, as this season is reaching a point of fatigue. But anyways, the Marlins had an unexpected rest last night as rain postponed the game in Philly. It'll be played as part of a doubleheader on July 16th coming out of the All-Star break. But last night, the Marlins had a night of unexpected rest. Maybe a time to get to know the new teammates, Stephen Okert and Joe Panic, or maybe some time just to check in with yourself after a admittedly crazy couple of weeks in baseball that have seen just systemic changes. Big Fish Small Pod is brought to you by 305 Candles. Get 10% off your entire order at 305candles.com with discount code FISHSTRIPES. As the Marlins got some rest, the Jumbo Shrimp also faced a rain out, and the Blue Wahoos played the highest level game in the Marlins organization. Jake Eater uh, got the start and got into trouble early, walking the first two batters he faced on seven, well, the first batter on seven pitches, then he threw a wild pitch to Bryce Terang, the next hitter, and eventually lost Terang. For a second walk, a deflated start, just two batters, two walks, and a wild Hitch. Uh, the coach came out to the mound, got a moment, talked with Jake, and he put it together to get out of the inning with two strikeouts and a force out. After the game, Jake seemed to credit his ineffectiveness with how he throws his slider during his pregame bullpen. As a fish on the farm, Jake has the ability to quickly reflect, pinpoint, and correct a problem. As he settled down to lower his ERA even further to 103, from that moment on, 
the Biloxi Shuckers batters only reached base on a couple of singles and a walk against Jake in his five scoreless innings. His success now looking another tick closer to sustainable, as his mental aptitude offers more solid ground to believe in another good young Marlins pitcher. Andrew McInvale also made his debut for the organization, pitching a clean inning on 14 pitches, recording three outs, including a strikeout. But the Blue Wahoo hitters were outmatched and one hit primarily by the 29-year-old 5'9 pitcher Andy Otero, out of Panama and actually out of affiliated ball since 2015. The Brewers picked him up this past offseason as something of a reclamation project, and his numbers to this point have been outstanding. And he might deserve some credit for shutting down this Pensacola offense. Only J.D. Osborne managed a hit. Blade did have two walks, for those of you who want to check in on just the top. And in high A, the Snappers played an intense late-inning nail-biter against the Timber Rattlers. As a solid start by Kyle Nichols, whose seven strikeouts, six innings, and two runs proved, I mean, how do you argue with a start like that? Uh, he just didn't get run support, which changed in an instant for Beloit on Griffin Conine's 16th home run of the year. In the eighth inning, now leading the league with his fourth straight game with a home run, 16 total on the year. Put the snappers ahead four to two, but Zach Wolf was not able to lock down the win in his second inning as the Timber Rattlers brought in two runs in the ninth. With the game tied headed to extras, in the bottom of the 11th, Connor Scott came up with another RBI opportunity, and he came through with his second RBI hit of the night to walk it off. Well, the Jupiter Hammerheads finally got a game off, having faced rain since Sunday. Their scheduled doubleheader turned into an abbreviated single game with even more rain. Dax Fulton was the starter, and he was pressed hard by the Tampa Tarpons, who are 33 and 15 to start the year. With the tough assignment, his start was limited to just three innings as he pitched three shutout innings to start with just one strikeout as Tampa hitters couldn't get beat. In the fourth, they caught up with Dax as he allowed three consecutive singles, then a walk to end his night on 77 pitches. Jesus E. Sanchez came in to limit the damage, and he did not, as Tampa would continue to score, culminating in a grand slam against Sanchez. Uh, on the whole, in that fourth inning, Tampa would score seven runs, and that was enough, as the Jupiter Hammerheads were also one hit, with just the rehabilitating Monte Harrison getting on the board with a double. Looking around the league, uh, the 2021 All-Star Game starters were announced. No Marlins are a part of that, and you, the fan, are. As they were overlooked in the fan vote as the league looks to this 2021 All-Star Game at Coors. Uh, we'll find out exactly who will represent Miami in Colorado in the coming days, as the Marlins will close out the first half of the season with a run of games. Ten games straight, three in Atlanta. Four back at home at Lone Depot Park against none other than the Los Angeles 
Dodgers, then three more against Atlanta, this time at home, to bring us to that break. Tonight, we'll get a Miami team with another's day rest, looking to even it out against their southeastern rival. 2021 has, in just a word, this Atlanta Braves season has been upsetting, uh, as they sit at 39 and 41, a far cry from their National League East championship in 2020. They've also lost an all-star game due to MLB's action to stand up against voting restrictions in the state, as well as some off-field horrors bringing focus away from the field. Tonight, the Marlins have a chance to gain some ground against this third-place club. Atlanta, Drew Smiley will be first up on Pablo Day, with first pitch set for 720. The Marlin offense will look to establish more ground to stand on in the National League East, managing it one day at a time. Ahead on Fish Stripes, we'll have a series preview up in print, and we'll have Fish Stripes live for you prior to the game. Should there be anything of interest, we'll have you covered. Personally, I'd like to know more about this unexpected rest. There has to be a lot to talk about, a lot to reflect on, and some ice to break. And maybe some work to do leading up to Atlanta. For the podcast, I've been A.T. Werdahl, and we'll be back to your ears on Monday.